0: Conversation. Quick question
1: Is this the podcast? Are we doing the podcast right now?
2: Hello, everyone. Shane here. Welcome to another episode of Carbon League Conversations. Um, as always, this is a podcast where friends examine the intersection of community, lifestyle, and consumption in our lives. And we're trying to create a space uh, with this podcast to share our stories and motivate actions that lessen our carbon footprints and also allow you as a listener and supporter to share your carbonly journey as well. Today, I've got Steven and Chad with me. How's everything going, fellas?
0: fantastic
2: bird chirping day that's all yeah. i've been hearing since 4 a.m yeah. birds are singing birds Their are Twitter singing but as always you know follow us on instagram youtube um, but we as always we appreciate your support if you want to check out any of the other episodes of our conversations all you need to do is just scroll down
0: <laughs> it's been a while we took yeah. a break
2: <laughs> yeah it's been a break yeah we've been on vacation um go to our show notes click on find and join the conversations and then that'll take you to a page where you can listen to all of our past content and listen to us on whichever favorite podcast app you may be using we're, we're pretty much available everywhere so check us out and we hope you enjoy this this uh conversation slash rant that we have going on today I
1: care about my health a lot. And so I just remember literally one day I wrote down like in my notebook, you know, like this is something that I'm willing to spend the money on. Like, like no matter how, how much I'm making, how much my income is like, this is something that like, I'm worth it to like spend the extra two or $3 per product to, to like make sure, like I just don't want to put poison in my body, you know, basically. So, um, um, we we went shopping, you know, um, and what I was sort of like kind of vetoing what they usually buy. Like they have, you know, the country crock butter. Uh, I looked at it and I realized nowhere on this, nowhere on the packaging does it say, butter, you know, uh, and I was like, yeah, this is. We're not buying this, you know. But it it's way butter, yeah. it's not butter. It's it says like in in small fine print, you know, vegetable oil spread, you know. But I think most people just assume they're getting butter. And I think probably at one point, maybe it was butter.
2: Uh, no, no, it was always manufactured uh, margarine. Well, then, yeah. So and that's what I grew up on. Yeah, yeah. I grew up on some country crap.
1: <laughs> me, me too um they it, it doubles as it's it's two birds with one stone you get butter and then at the end you get a container for your spaghetti <laughs>
2: um,
1: i ended up buying the the carry gold um butter mm-hmm. but it's like way more it's like 4.99 5.99 um and it's not as big as the tub of yeah you don't get a whole tub yeah, of it <laughs> yeah and you don't you don't get tupperware at the end you just you just have paper so um which again probably better for the environment but um it is like way more expensive the products they usually buy to like what i had them buy and then seeing the difference in the bill at the end now we were just like shit you know um but my mom did kind of like make the same deal that I did with myself is like, okay, well I'm worth it. My health is worth it. This is an investment in me. So we're just going to spend the extra dollars. Um, but it is something that I would be worth exploring.
2: I just don't, it's, I just, I'm confused on why it costs that much, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when I could go to Sam's club and, get shampoo to last me six months, Mm -hmm. you know, for the same price. And that's definitely a barrier for most people, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that's what stopped me from buying to slowly transition is just like, you know, the Dondra detergent I use now is way smaller than what I used to use. And it's a little bit more expensive, but it's, you know, reducing my plastic waste and things like that. So mm-hmm.
1: most of the waste is like, it's, it's kind of the same on a, on like an individual consumer level and, um, and uh, what do you call it? And a corporation level, like we're dealing with the same things. Most, most of the waste is coming from like businesses uh, and corporations, um, and so it's hard for us to reduce our waste without taking on extra costs. Um, but I think I might have to do some research on this, but I think it's not the same. I guess it kind of depends, but it might not, it might be f- like more cost effective for corporations to be wasteful,
0: you know? Yes. Cause... In many ways, the what's the phrase, the responsibility or the burden of getting rid of the garbage and the end product falls on us. Yeah, the, the corporations have no laws in almost every case or policies that they need to follow, mm-hmm. follow um, that makes them responsible for what happens to their product after the consumer's done with it which and
1: yeah keep going sorry which
0: is which is like the birthplace of like you know csr like corporate sustainability reporting and other processes corporations have created to showcase what they're actually doing to be more responsible in the simplest sense and And in that case, like there's a bunch of companies out there like Intertech that makes flooring. They're a zero input. They're a closed closed circle flooring company. So they've created the process to collect all of the old flooring that they've sold and been ripped up and use that to create new flooring that they sell back to consumers. And companies have made that pledge and made that decision, but have built business models around. But not everyone has, and there's no requirement for it. And if you like just cut out the big middle part where we could discuss and learn and research on a whole bunch of what companies are and aren't doing and just go right to the, towards the end, we could talk about greenwashing. And I think a yeah. lot of what mm-hmm. you two are exploring and seeing in this conversation is that you're starting to see what how companies market this and at what price and at what cost, right? And there's the cost of the environment, the cost of the consumer, the cost of the company to make it and who burdens or shoulders that. And is it really worth it? Mm. Um, I have opinions and a little bit of research fact on why I think this stuff costs more, but until you actually like dig in and find out, like where in their supply chain is it the most expensive? Like, is it a whole bunch of labor to make that soap bar mm-hmm. condensed and have all that stuff in it? Maybe there's two ingredients that they're buying that they can't get cheaply because they're choosing not to use the palm oil or the yeah the palm oil equivalent, but they're actually using something that's sustainably farmed. And so that costs like 800 times the ounce versus getting the, the shit that China is producing or somebody is selling, which then translates into $2 instead of $0.02. Cents. Hmm. Like, <clears throat> So that that's the framework I've been working on. I mean, I would even argue why I, I've loved Allbirds for so long is because I don't have to go and do the research. They've, they've published it for you mm-hmm. to go and read and review. Yeah. Most people don't, but... If you want to, you can, and you don't have to go find it. Yeah. Anyways,
2: I love that. And the thing I like about Auburn is that, and I mean, their prices are, as far as shoes, their clothing is a little up there, but for shoes, for like a, I think their prices are pretty comparable to, you know, most what most people are buying, paying for shoes, you know? Um Yeah.
1: Um, those. uh What is what is the one the VA has? The one with the V on the side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, also. Um, when I used to work at Stark, um, three different. I knew three different people that wore those, <laughs> and I asked them. I was like, "Yo, are those comfortable?" And they're all like, "Not really."
2: <laughs> yeah, they don't look that comfortable. <laughs> They don't look that comfortable, and I was
1: like, "Why? Why do you wear them?" Uh, because they—it's weird. They—they are recycled, and it—like, and it, your dollar does go to a good cause, but it's not comfortable, and it's really expensive. Yeah, but I think yeah, because it like Stark is like a luxury customer-facing brand where like look, your looks do matter. Like literally, like if you come in and like your your clothes are wrinkled we'll either like our supervisor will either like say like, Hey, maybe you just stay in the office and stay out of the showroom today, or they'll literally just send you home. Like it, because we're selling luxury. So that's the reason why yeah. they mm-hmm. they bought those shoes. Most of the time people buy recycled shoes. The sustainability is like the number one reason I've it's, it's kind of like this new, of course it happens in New York where like, People buy recycled shoes and sustainability isn't even high on the list of why they purchased it. Think past like $45. You're not paying for, for like the taste of the wine or the quality of the wine anymore. Like if any bottle of wine costs more than $45, the cost is going to like the bottle or maybe the farmers get more of a cut or the advertising. It's not really the, you're not really making better wine, you know? Um
0: And it, it plateaus yeah. the quality of the wine. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes branding, marketing slash like what do the reviewers or the sommeliers? We look, we listened to a really fascinating podcast over the weekend about like wine like is it a people that buy really expensive wine mm-hmm. what are they really buying they're they're buying a share into something that's exclusive mm-hmm.
1: yeah and it's 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 weird because it's sort of this this self-fulfilling prophecy because if your if your wine label looks cheap it will sell badly because uh, like the kind of snobbish like nature of drinking wine that's it like like there's you know we all know people that just don't really care too much about the taste of wine they just like it because they like getting drunk off wine so those people buy like barefoot or like whatever your 9.99 bottle of wine is and then pass that uh, paul Mason, yeah the big joke. yep paul Mason. yep exactly uh, <laughs> um but then past that, you enter this other group of consumers where they're drinking wine because of status or, or, like, they care about, you know, like, something that's a little bit higher class as as much as it's perceived in their mind. So, like, if it looks cheap, like, they won't buy. It. Like, same thing about, like, dog food if you're selling, you know, like, it's, it's a whole advertising thing.
2: Yeah, I've been tricked into buying the packaging before.
1: Yeah. I know somebody that bought a thousand dollar bottle of wine, and like almost everyone that's bought yeah, that expensive is. wine at like a restaurant, they're disappointed.
2: Was it like super old? Cause I know with wine, people look for a vintage too, mm-hmm. but I don't know how far back you would want. But
1: I think actually past a certain point, again, I have to do more research. This is all like, Hearsay, But I think past a certain point, it's like you you can only age it so much before you kind of get diminishing returns. Either the wine either stays the same or like it gets worse past a certain point.
2: What's the oldest wine you've drank, Chad? Like most vintage?
0: Oh, I probably had something in the early 2000s or late 90s. Okay, um, that bottle Stephen helped us drink was 2014, 2012. Oh, that was good wine. Oh, okay, if a wine is aged for too long, it
1: will start to descend in decrepitude, where the fruit tastes hollow and weak, while the wine's acidity becomes dominant. The natural, a lot of big words here, esterification that takes place in wines and other alcoholic beverages during the aging process, and this is an example of. Acid-catalyzed esterification.
0: So I guess you can age wine for too long. Some of it. Some of it's meant to be aged for a long time, too. Yeah. And if it's stored properly, like in a temperature zone that doesn't fluctuate from, like, 45 to 60 with not a lot of humidity and not in direct sunlight and on its side so the cork doesn't dry out, Ooh. Um, it, it, it will just get better. But then the older it is, when you open it, and all that oxygen gets, like you have to drink it right away, Damn. because it'll. We should we should do it's a, chemistry. We should do a wine. We episode. could do a whole series on like God because there's biodynamic vineyards, yeah. there's organic vineyards, there's natural, vineyards, wine. there's natural wines. Um, the best wines can be whole- <laughs> stored for more than a hundred years, but most great
1: wines will reach their peak before they turn fifty years old. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's there's a it starts to turn. And some of these people I've known that collected wine, they're like, We have a party because we have found two cases of Chardonnay. That's we're gonna keep opening and drinking and dump the ones that have turned and drink the ones that haven't because they've reached their prime.
1: Oh, do you age white wine in the same I always thought about when I thought about aging wines, I just always assumed red. Yeah. White wines you age that long too.
0: You can age white wine too, yeah.
1: Hmm. All right.
2: In Kentucky, we went to this. uh, We went on these two bourbon tours and uh, we went to one called Peerless. Hmm. We're like, what is it? it, Like eight barrels or something ridiculously small.
0: It's every bottle they sell is batched out of the same barrels. So like you get. The barrel strength bourbon or rye from in a bottle from the same barrel, like so, it's not mixed with other barrels. Hmm. And yeah, which and they the only make so many. Them. Yeah, um and so they're they're only bottling like eight barrels a day, whereas like that Evans, that Heaven's Hill, they do like eight thousand or eighty thousand a day. It's it's insane the amount of bourbon yeah. that they make mm. on Heaven's Hill. Mm. So, sorry, I got on off a rant. Shane, what were you going to bring up about Peerless?
2: (laughs) No, no, I was just saying, like, how the – because we were talking about, like, the prices of wine. Like, the Peerless was a lot more expensive. Like, we went to – I mean, Evan Williams, of course, is part of a bigger conglomerate, so they can make it cheaper and they make a lot more. So, that's the main reason for the price differential. But, like, I mean, the Peerless was, like – Evan Williams was what thirty bucks for their cheapest one. Peerless was like one forty for her bottle, mm-hmm. but it was good. It, it put me to it put me to sleep. There's That's a guy forever. on TikTok. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there's a guy on TikTok that all he does is he finds like uh, comparable or better um, spirits at like a cheaper <laughs> price. Like he'll be like, if you like Patron. Try this kind of tequila. And I think it was like Fortaleza, which is like half the price, but like a better tasting. You know, like because like again, once you go past a certain price point, you're just paying for the brand. Um, <clears throat> and um, yeah, I found his TikTok, and I've been saving like all the videos.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and so much of the the consumption of different types of liquor, wine. It has to do with like the environment where you're at, the people you're with, what's your intention, and and it just becomes like a hobby. Like I would like to try this, I like to try that. But I think from the mm-hmm. lay like, point of view, like I mean, we could everything that's bottled in glass can be recycled. Little plastic tops can be recycled. Like it's like what we learn in these bourbon tours is that that mash that they cook down mm-hmm. and after they distill it, all the the alcohol vapors get pulled off all the mash that falls down and all the they feed it to the pigs and cows that are living in kentucky and Mm -hmm. indiana (laughs) that live on the farms that the corn is grown and some of the rye is grown that's all shipped in um not a lot of them promote like this is all sustainable farming some do but like the byproducts aren't being thrown away yeah but there's that whole shipping industry like all these trucks are hauling these bottles of booze out um, all those pellets have to be made, all that plastic wrap is has to be made. So it's these are big, big pro- some of them are big production. so th- yeah. there's definitely multiple rabbit holes in wine and fine spirit production. Yeah.
2: We could explore this topic more about just like how sustainable products are like more expensive. We can find a route we want to take, whether it's like, oh, this compared to this, the price differential, or Mm -hmm. I would also just like to talk about that's kind of one of my main setbacks of like really converting to a sustainable life is because these products just cost so much more. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also I recently bought a, the ring, the ring doorbells. I ended up I did the battery operated one because I didn't want to have to pay an electrician to run because my house didn't have a doorbell so it wasn't like I could just like replace it. Um so I bought the battery operated one and like my my streets kind of busy and I have my zones pretty large so like the battery dies a little quicker. Um but I and I got tired of like so, like, right before we went to Kentucky, my battery was low, so I had to like make sure, like, oh, I need to charge it before I leave, so that my ring camera is working while I'm gone. Uh-huh. So I bought a, a, I bought a solar ring cells, these solar solar panels that connect to your door, your battery operated cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna, I'll, I'll connect that once the weather is good enough so maybe in the next week or two and i was just gonna like record myself through the process because i just think it's like a it could just be like a sustainable salute a very affordable sustainable solution for some people
0: mm-hmm. well fellas what a great rant is there any last words before we peace out and wish each other a carbonly day have a carbon week Man, we talk so much about how being
1: sustainable is expensive, which it kind of seems, you know, like a no-brainer like I don't know if that is sustainable. Who has who has endless money? Literally less than 1%. So, um damn, I completely forgot what I was going to say.
0: Bye. <laughs> that's how hard it is to be sustainable we can't keep our <laughs> our, our train of thought going Damn. if you thought today's conversation was interesting continue to tune in so Unless, i hit record yeah. button 27 minutes ago <laughs> um,
2: yeah yeah I, saw I, I think
0: there's like at least a 15 minute like rant session in here i will edit up